everyone, and welcome to The Insatiable Appetite. My name is Melissa Abbott, and I'm Vice President of Retainer Services and Culinary Insights here at the Hartman Group. I'm here to share with you some consumer insights as uh, it relates to lifestyle diets and how they're actually shaping modern wellness culture. So I chose three uh, specific uh, types of lifestyle diets to talk with you about today and share, uh, just because I, I think that there's three types of eating right now that are actually shaping wellness culture as we see it. So those three are the Bulletproof Diet, um, popularized by Dave Asprey and his uh, Bulletproof Coffee, as well as Ketogenic Diet, and the Ayurvedic diet, something a little bit more ancient, if you will, um, thousands of years old. Uh, so I just wanted to, to talk about these three and, and their influence on food culture today, as well as modern wellness. And let, we'll kick it off with this idea of bulletproof and, and what's going on in this space. And uh, when we think about uh, Dave Asprey, his popular podcast on the bulletproof lifestyle, and it really is a lifestyle. There are some serious, devout followers of this way of living and eating um, and biohacking uh, that that are really kind of influencing modern culture in a in a really fascinating way. So while there are not necessarily that you know many consumers who are 100% devoted to this, those who are are very very involved, and that's rippling out to influence their neighbors, their coworkers, their families, their friends, um, things that they're picking up on the internet, uh, little bits here and there when it comes to uh, a couple of different things. So what we do know is that the one thing that Dave Asprey brought to the fore was the the first thing was the Bulletproof Coffee, um, which is the uh, MCT oil, medium chain triglyceride oil, uh, along with uh, butter, uh, grass-fed butter in your coffee that you blend up. The impetus behind that uh, was is meant to uh, sustain you until lunchtime. So you've got all this great brain power from the good fats along with the, you know, many Mitigating the the caffeine to kind of sustain you for longer. Uh, now, some people really enjoy that; they find it to be wonderful. I personally did, didn't work for me. Um, I like my coffee black <laughs> without anything added to it. Uh, but uh, so we do see some limited cultural acceptance for the initial. Uh, product that Dave Asprey brought to uh, the public for the long term. But what we are seeing that has some significant lasting staying power, if you will, is how the Bulletproof diets focus on high quality fat, uh, really sourcing animal products. It's pretty uh, serious about sourcing of animal products that has to be coming from very high quality, sustainable sources, regenerative agriculture, wild seafood uh, is very, very specific and is significant. Along with um, the most important aspect that Dave Asprey talks about uh, with his Bulletproof Diet is vegetables. Yes, vegetables, which, you know, if you don't, if you haven't really delved too deeply into the Bulletproof Diet, the fact that vegetables are really the primary source of um, carbohydrates um, and calories, if you will, from, uh, from the diet is, it can be somewhat surprising. So the premise is to incorporate as many um, leafy green and all different kinds of vegetables as possible, including things like sweet potatoes and, and squash and so forth. Uh, and this is um, over 
over the notion of um, over overly processed sugars and processed carbs. So the mainstay of the plate is really meant to um, be vegetable heavy, predominant, along with, um, you know, cooked with really good high quality fats like olive oil, ghee, coconut oil. Um, from this, their perspective, those are those are high quality fats. And, you know, a moderate amount of, of highly sourced uh, high quality proteins. So that's a, a very interesting makeup of that plate, if you will. Um, but the, really the interesting aspect of Bulletproof is this notion of biohacking. And when we think about biohacking, uh, consumers are really enjoying this notion because it's about controlling your own biology uh, with personalized wellness and even technology. So, you know, can some of these consumers who are following the Bulletproof lifestyle, they are, you know, checking their own blood sugar every morning to see how certain ingredients, um, how they react to certain ingredients that what you or I might think of is pretty darn healthy. Something like oats, which we'd go like, that's a pretty healthy whole grain. Well, for some people, it could really spike blood sugar. Um, black beans would be another one where for some people, awesome, great. Uh, for others, spike blood sugar. So this is where personalization really comes into play with the Bulletproof diet. Uh, and so the one thing, though, about the diet for the long term for the mainstream consumer is that it eliminates all grains, all legumes, beans, um, and dairy, except with the exception of um, grass-fed butter and ghee. So that could be pretty limiting and uh, you know, not something that most consumers would be able to follow for the long term. kind of takes some of the joy out of, you know, just the, in, the joy of eating, if you will. Uh, and so then there's also this uh, awareness that the Bulletproof Diet has uh, has provided is this trinity of understanding of the microbiome, um, the brain, the cognition, as well as inflammation. So those three together, you know, without a really healthy microbiome and paying attention to how we are absorbing our foods, how we're integrating our foods, um, how it affects our cognition, how it affects our sleep, our skin, um, how we uh, interact throughout the day is really related very much so to our digestion. And when our digestion is off, um, we can start to develop systemic inflammation over time. And this is something that uh, the Bulletproof Diet really over, really emphasizes and has gotten a lot of consumers to be able to speak about this trinity in a way that gives them a lot more information about the foods they eat. Um, so that, that's kind of the overview of the Bulletproof Diet. So from a uh, a food and beverage perspective, you know, what kind of opportunities exist here. So we're seeing a lot more in products coming out to the fore in the marketplace that incorporate a lot of um, healthier, higher quality fats, which is fantastic from salad dressings and um, marinades and, and snacks, uh, as well as different types of jerkies that are sourced um, from really sustainable regenerative sources. Um, and then also really being able to tap into someone's um, personal uh, choices. So if, you know, certain meal kits or uh, offerings within deli and fresh perimeter can, you know, be more a la carte and people can mix and match. Consumers can mix and match a little bit more easily. That's really speaking to this notion of, of the bulletproof lifestyle where, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have beans, but you could have a much greater uh, proportion of vegetables and, and just a little smaller portion of, of higher quality protein. So uh, so with that, then, we're also going to take a look at and talk about the ketogenic diet. 
very similar to Bulletproof, uh, uh, but it's a little bit more specific in that it does highlight this idea of burning fat over sugar for fuel um, and moderating hunger hormones. So that's really the premise of ketogenic. So it's much more prescriptive, whereas Bulletproof tends to be a little bit more lifestyle oriented. And what we found is that there are um, consumers who believe that they are following a ketogenic diet or they're eating keto, uh, but really it's just a version of Atkins. So that's where we tend to see there's an uh, kind of a, a potential for ketogenic to fall into the fad um, area. Uh, but this notion of intermittent fasting uh, is a very important aspect to ketogenic as well. Uh, it's really difficult. So we don't really see that as being a long-term opportunity for the in the food and beverage space because essentially you're not really eating. So, uh, or you're doing a fast where you stop eating at 6 p.m. and then you don't start eating again until say 9 a.m. So you give yourself that time to rest, your digestive system, that time to um, recuperate. Uh, so all of this is really designed to enhance mitochondrial function, you know, like the energy of our cells. Uh, and so this is really, again, about this notion of, you know, 70% fats, maybe only like 25% high quality protein, and very limited carbohydrates, only about 5%. Um, so it's really about this shift away from protein as a macronutrient star and towards foods that fight inflammation. So again, similar to the bulletproof lifestyle, um, but it's much more prescriptive and that you really do limit your carbohydrates significantly. Uh, again, this one is going to be really difficult to follow long-term, both physically uh, and socially, because no one uh, is going to want to eat out with you because you're going to be so restrictive in the things you can and can't eat. And it's also going to be um, prohibitive to the aspirational vegans and vegetarians out there too. Uh, not impossible, but there are certainly opportunities in the food and beverage space for uh, reduced sugar, limited carbohydrates, lim limited sugar grams, and really focusing on more vegetable uh, or prepared vegetable options, again, in the perimeter um, or in uh, as kits or things that could help consumers um, increase their vegetable intake in a more uh, discovery global kind of way. So there's a lot of opportunity space for really helping consumers get a greater variety of delicious vegetables with high quality fat in their diet. That's both bulletproof and ketogenic. And the third diet that is um, really exciting and, and also because it's been around for thousands of years and it's just delicious um, and it does also speak to more of the plant-based uh, type of eating that has become quite popularized in the, the last few years. And it's really shaping wellness culture in an interesting way uh, because it's so globally globally oriented uh, towards this whole food, plant-based and flexitarian eating for optimal wellness kind of modality. Um, and it also, what I love about Ayurvedic uh, cuisine and diets and eating for your dosha, which you know gets a little woo-woo, but um, the, the great thing about it is you don't even have to know all the specifics on that, but it's about incorporating all these really, not just delicious, but really just nuance and flavor and texture and variety, herbs and botanicals that offer the sense of culinary discovery and seasonally based wellness. Uh, so you can kind of switch up what you're eating based on the seasons and, you know, what's available in the marketplace. So that's really exciting for a lot of consumers. And what's cool about it too, um, from the Ayurvedic perspective, is that it merges this notion of ancient wisdom um, and folk traditions with modern science. 
so we can really start to incorporate this, you know, functional medicine um, and naturopathic medicine and this kind of more increasingly in consumers being interested in holistic ways of treating uh, different kinds of chronic conditions. Ayurveda really does address a lot of that. And at the root of it is digestion. Just like with ketogenic and bulletproof, uh, with this idea of your mitochondria and digestion and inflammation, and Ayurveda takes a very interesting approach to that. It's not like the you know going at it with full fat the way uh, bulletproof or keto does, but it does it from a very personalized perspective based on your um, body type and your constitution. Those are the doshas, um, vada, pitta, and kapha. Uh, we don't need to get into a lot of detail on that, but for example, if you were pitta, you um, would kind of have more of a fiery personality, and you know you might want to avoid spicy foods like cayenne and chili peppers because they're just going to kind of you know inflame you a little bit more. So when we hear from consumers who are following this, even to you know a, a minimal degree. And they really do report to us that they are experiencing benefits um, by paying a little bit more attention to uh, the the types of ingredients that they're including in their diet and that it helps them with their overall constitution. It's a pretty neat thing that we can use food as medicine in this way. So lots of opportunity um, with Ayurvedic and particularly in the beverage space, as well as the uh, prepared food bars, uh, shelf-stable snacks, um, by including all of these different types of in- botanicals uh, and ingredients like turmeric and ashwagandha, uh, as well as holy basil, things that really help kind of like calm the body down, but also don't, you know, put us to sleep. Uh, this uh, notion of adaptogens, which we've talked about in, in a previous podcast, but they really make foods just seem a little bit more interesting, exciting. And as Westerners, our palates are becoming much more attuned to trying and experiencing new flavors and things. So um, even something as wonderful as cinnamon um, from Ayurvedic perspective uh, is a really wonderful ingredient for helping to uh, moderate blood sugar, um, enhance digestion, and warm the body as well. So if you're having any um, issues in that regard. So uh, we really think see Ayurvedic as something um, not to follow um, to the T in its traditional orientation, but to be able to kind of tap into it in more of a modern perspective, uh, because there are lots of opportunities to be able to incorporate a lot of these botanicals and ingredients into particularly the beverage space, as well as snacks and and other types of um, dairy and plant-based alternative dairy options. So those are the three diets, um, lifestyle diets that I had to share with you today that are shaping modern wellness culture. And as always, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, Reach out to us with your questions, your comments, um, because we have such a great perspective on consumer culture that we love to share and we love to um, hear from you and hear what your questions are. So thank you again for listening in and have a great day.